0: Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Guinn and the Insider crew. Hello there and welcome to episode 23. I'm here with Manny Alban, our technical director and Rob Sass, Panorama editor. Damon Lowney, unfortunately, is not here with us. He is at home, getting better, and making sure that he'll be all well before our big trip to Monterey next week. Robert's not infectious. <laughs> that too. Uh, Robert Forsyth is behind the scenes, making sure all this works. Thank you, Robert. And um, before we start, I want to thank Finn Fishy and Matt on the Water who uh, are probably listening to us while sitting in traffic. I know Matt's probably sitting in traffic in this lifted diesel Cayenne. How cool is that? So thank you for dropping us a note. We certainly appreciate it. And the five stars was pretty cool. Um, What's going on?
1: Well, you know, the Cayenne just reminded me, and we talked about this yesterday, but you're gonna be getting your panoramas in the mail. And there was a mistake. (laughs) I was not quoted as saying that Pe- that the cayennes do not excite me, except for cayenneses. That was uh, uh, Manny
0: does not hate cayenne. No, <laughs> and Robert. I mean Rob didn't mean. To... <laughs> it's all good. Did Somehow
2: <laughs> a block of replacement only copy wound up in the in the final issue, it's and that's good. on me. It's you know, all good. It's the editor. That's, it happens. That's how all ma- on me.
0: How many words are in each issue? And you happen to you know one sentence. A lot. A lot. But, but still, it I, for, I forgot about
1: that uh, when, he asked, when he asked us for quotes. So I was just reading the whole the panel because we get advanced copies. So I'm reading it you know, from the front to the back, and I get to the Cayenne thing. And that's when I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, they used the filler quote, not the real quote.
2: So uh yeah. But just, I have to say though uh, and and we totally doxed you <laughs> <laughs> your address in Val there. So all the irate cayenne owners know where to go. I reminded me what you said about the drives that lift that uh
1: I love I love Cayennes. I love cayenne diesels. I think they were probably yes, the best yes. uh cayenne in my opinion, uh, that they built and unfortunately the whole diesel thing ended that but uh
0: if you listen to the recent uh water cooled exhaust video, I think uh, one of the last ones that I recorded was a lifted cayenne with muffler delete and he just did straight pipes after the secondary cats straight pipes down the center
2: back and it sounded awesome man he's just sensitive too because he's the only one sitting at this table who's never actually i don't you've never owned a cayenne have you
1: no and honestly I probably won't um that's not helping you <laughs> no but mainly because my commute is uh 48 miles each way yeah oh and 15 they, and, mpg and in the quote I gave in the quote I gave you I said that uh you know with the current price of gas and the fact that Cayenne's aren't known for their uh for gas mileage except yeah. for the hybrid and diesel um plus uh you know e1 Cayennes are getting older so just like with any other car that's getting older there's maintenance items and uh
0: he spent uh, a lot of – you spent a lot of time behind the wheel of my Cayenne. Oh, so no, I, I, I love
1: – driving-wise, it's great. It's, so I, have, I own a Suburban, and for what I needed, uh, it was fits perfect. A Suburban is literally like driving an iceberg with a uh, steering wheel. <laughs> it has no – straight line, awesome, uh, cornering and stuff. Yes, no, it's not something you're going to take Cayenne, on the other hand, you can tow with it. You can do everything with what But with it? three kids – and uh, having to pack stuff, the Suburban was much better suited than the Cayenne. So uh, it's not on my list of cars I would love to own just because there's so many other stuff that... Uh, it doesn't
0: fit your lifestyle.
1: No. no but <laughs> my wife would love to have a Cayenne or a Macan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would fit her lifestyle very well. But anyways, uh, that just reminded me. Yeah, and thank you for the five-star review. Oh, yes. I saw them.
0: Thank you, FinFishy and Matt on the water. Uh, so we are... Actually, next week is going to be a busy week, but you guys have something cool coming up this Friday, which I'm a a bit jealous. But since I haven't been home very much lately, I thought it would be uh, wise to stick around this weekend. Uh, You want to share with our listeners what you're doing on Friday?
2: Yeah, kind of a last-minute thing. Um, Porsche runs a press fleet out of suburban Detroit in Troy, Michigan, and they just happen to have a GT3 and a GT3 Touring. So we're going to go out. So jealous. Yeah, we're going to try them both. So you get them all to yourselves like without
0: any other journalists around, like you get the cars to yourself. Yeah, for, for a day. <sighs> nice.
1: So we have the photographer.
0: And we're doing yeah. videos too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Can't wait to see the footage on that.
2: Yeah. Logistics are gonna be fun. I'm driving from here in Maryland to Michigan where I'm picking up Manny and Damon who well, are. Well then flying. you're picking up
1: Manny because Damon uh farted around oh, and yeah. getting Didn't... his flights and so
2: Oh. he's getting on a
1: different flight
2: oh
0: okay okay speaking of which you traveling home uh you're traveling home in a different vehicle (laughs) (laughs) mrs has, has acquired another vehicle not of uh the port with a porsche badge but Another wagon, but a, nonetheless a common badge around a Munich, 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 badge car. Now you got rid of the Mini. How long did the Mini last? It was a failed experiment. Let's face <laughs>
2: it. <laughs>
0: it's wonderful, Vu. It's six speed. It, it's all wheel it, it, it's a great. It car. It was
2: great in the winter, but it was a terminally unreliable car. I mean, I, you, you know, a, a seven-year-old car with. 70,000 miles on it should not break on a road trip with your kids and your dog in it. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Right. It, you know, when that happens, you know, I don't care what the car is is. Even, It is dead to me. How
0: often does that even happen anymore where a car leaves you on the roadside? When was the last time you saw a car other than like, say, for a flat tire just broken on the side of the road? You don't travel ninety five as much as I do. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Waze usually tells me when there's somebody broken down on the side. So yeah, no,
2: I it was he it was dead to me after that. I literally got on the Carvana website. Yeah, when they I'm, bought it when something for like what I that paid happens Even if
0: it's like a one-time deal, you kind of lose faith in the car, right? Yeah. You never yeah, know when it's going to happen again. Exactly. And that just gives him an excuse. The to key, buy I car. think,
1: is the miles on some cars, mm. uh, like minis. I love Minis. You know, my son had uh, an O2 Mini. uh, And I I followed uh, this group called Mini Takes the States. Mm. It's uh, sponsored by Mini. And every two years, they do this thing where they go around the U.S. And uh, this year, I thought it was very interesting. Granted, they had a couple thousand cars. But, oh, my God, the breakdowns I would read about. Really? They even had had their own support crew, to their credit. Wow. That would come and, you know, help stranded cars. But uh, I don't think Mini's reliability is... It can't be that high right and people think because it's a uh, BMW owned oh, it's Sherman owned but their engines for the longest time uh, were not BMW engines they were other manufacturers mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, and they had different variants they had like normally aspirated turbos and then supercharge and yeah. you really have to do your homework to get the right one um, but because it's also tied with BMW like repairs on those cars can get owners upside down pretty quickly. I think your car needed like a transmission or something. And, and it was
1: 110,000 miles and it lost second gear. And uh, you had to buy the whole transmission and the labor alone was worth was gonna cost more than what the car was worth. There so you go upside down. So I, I that car, you know, had a little over 100,000 miles. Um, I bought my 964 with 107,000 miles. And I've driven it to Florida multiple times and has 165,000 miles now. And I wouldn't think twice about getting in and right now and driving down to Florida. Um, your C
0: two, your second C two, has 100. How many?
1: 165.
2: Wow, you've yeah. driving a lot. Yeah, well, at this point, you know, I would not have taken a 2014 Mini with 70 some thousand miles on it, 200 miles. I That's mean, crazy. Well, I mean, you know what happened earlier on a on a different trip, the the plastic valve cover absolutely just fractured and basically sent you know all of my oil you know shooting out at at 70 psi or whatever all over everything and that was not the breakdown or that was no that was that was breakdown number one this was breakdown number two (laughs) the car just went into limp (laughs) mode in a in a fast food drive through restaurant you know on a hot you know like a hundred degree day in in the middle of illinois with my dog and my two kids in the car so that was it all right let that be
0: a lesson to you all that are listening
2: so, <laughs> yeah. his replacement vehicle is approved by by
1: Nathan. Yeah. Right, Nathan? Ethan. 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 I'm sorry. Ethan. Oh, Ethan. Yeah. Ethan, the dog. Ethan, the like greyhound. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Ethan finds the uh, the back of the E91 wagon to be much rude. Really I bigger. see all the uh, lick marks on the back window. <laughs> that would drive me crazy. There's nothing to be done about that.
0: <laughs> all right. So, we got a lot to go through. Um, you guys get back from that cool trip. And the following week, we are heading to Monterey as uh, many enthusiasts uh, in the world are going to be there. And there's a lot to do, but there's some awesome cars that are going to be there. Um, So do we want to go through the cars that we want to have our eyes on? Yeah, so I guess this was based on an article that
1: uh, Rob wrote uh, last week, or was it the week before? Maybe last week, about uh, cars to watch. Once he picked, they were interesting. Because uh, Monterey is, uh, of course, very well known for its auctions. And also uh, it's a bellwether for how the uh, economy is doing and how market pricing. So people are going to pay a lot of attention to uh, what goes on. But Rob told me an interesting statistic. Why don't you, uh, about how much uh, is sell-through or how much they're, they're going to be bring? How many people are unloading cars versus last year?
2: Oh, it's not how many people are unloading cars. It's just the uh, the spike in in Cars consigned that yeah, have I mean, yeah pre-sale yeah. estimates of over a million dollars. Typically, it's around 90 cars. This year, it's almost 150 cars that have pre-sale estimates over one million dollars. So oh, that so, many cars
1: with yeah, that high a value. Yeah, I, I told, he, he yeah, told me this. That's so I was crazy. Saying, uh, you know, all I hear right now is uh, you hear the recession talk, and I read about uh, how these big uh, corporations like McDonald's and Walmart, even Google. And Facebook are announcing, you know, freeze hiring freezes, and pretty much getting you ready for the layoffs. Yeah, the word uh, layoffs, and uh, you know, more and more saying that everyone's cutting back. They're buying more um, house brands, the same name brands, and that's going to affect the economy as a whole. So, will that obviously, it's got to affect pricing and and these type of cars. So, the fact that uh, so many people, more people, are selling their cars,
2: right nothing sure. goes on forever i mean everybody knows that the the market's been on a tear you know for at least you know the last two years you know, all through the pandemic and and beyond and i don't think anybody's predicting a bloodbath you know a situation where uh the sell-through rate goes from you know traditionally 65 you know 68 uh you know in the 40s or th- something like that nobody is is looking for that to happen but you know i think the consensus might be that the market is already is is peaked in what you've got or a lot of people who are trying to get out before that memo widely circulates mm. and uh you know sort of get out as near the peak of the market as they can so the last time this sort of thing happened was 2014 2015. you know 2014 was kind of the peak of the last uh you know big active market and 2015 you know the air started to come out a little bit Sixteen, seventeen. You know, gradually a little bit more air came out of the market. But I mean, I don't think it was, anyone's expecting a crash here.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And I think the factor that we haven't talked about yet is, you know, there might be a lot of people that want to buy cars still, but inventory is still so incredibly tight. Like if you wanted to buy a new, whatever, 718 whatever, allocations are still super tight. And I think for 2023, production numbers are expected to be low. So if you want to buy a car, you might a cool car. I mean, this is your no inventory
2: issues here, you know, something like 13 or 1400 cars at the big Monterey buy here, pay here. Right. So, exactly. You can go yeah. see them.
0: And if you want it, you pay up. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about this first car here, um, which I think is a color that you know on any car sells. I mean, really, Mexico blue. If you have an opportunity to buy anything and in, in, in this hue, it's such a gorgeous color. And um, I yeah, think this, this car this also, the arrow kit, too, arrow kit, right? 997, the lobster claws, which I can, yeah, hmm, not my favorite, a little bit busy, but everything else about it is beautiful. Uh, I believe this car was owned by the late Rudy. Mencinas, Yeah, yeah, Mr.
2: 993. I
0: was gonna say say he's more known for 993, but he's he's also known for jelly bean kind of colors. Yeah,
2: that's why I picked this car because that in the pre-sale estimate, which is 90 to $110,000 for what is a 997.1, you know, with 30 some odd thousand miles on it. I I mean, this is not a car that would be showing up at at any catalog sale, Gooding sale or, or, or any of the other big time sales. I think this car will do that all day long i think so too but um, especially it,
0: because of the color i think if yeah. that was silver or black
2: mm, probably not yeah I but mean, it's a it's a 997 with a factory aero kit relatively low miles in a great sample color
1: kit 997s
2: correct or pts right. 997s for that matter Correct. this will do 90 to 100 all day long right right but you know chose it because it's interesting plus you know, we've we've sort of had this conversation before. The nine nine seven is kind of the we look at it as sort of the, the the Goldilocks of the the water cooled cars right now. I mean, it is kind of like the nine nine three of of water cooled nine elevens.
0: And I think Rudy didn't he have sort of like a a thing where he would do car, if I'm not mistaken, and like he does like painted. Yeah, Rudy fied. Exactly, exactly. Where he would uh, do painted seat backs, and he he you know do little touches, tasteful touches. I think this car will do real well. That's yeah, a, that's a gorgeous. Car. I
2: think so too. But it's you know it's going to be kind of an interesting thing a 997.1s that does six figures. Arrow kit's gorgeous. Yeah. I love Arrow kit cars. All
0: right, next one we have is a Club Sport, I believe, in like a very interesting color. I think that's kind of a love it or hate it color. Like ah, green is my favorite color, but I'm not. What so sh- it? That's linden green. And uh, one of our buddies, uh, John D'Angelo, I think, is in love with this color. Um, it's quite unique. It's almost like that. Um, what was that color? That the the Caymans? It's Peridot. Peridot. It's like yeah. Peridot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like Peridot.
2: Well,
1: this is an interesting car because uh, there wasn't many Club Sports sold,
2: mm-hmm. and most of them were white, right? Yes. White yeah. or black. Yeah.
1: Um, and so this one, <clears throat> this would be hard for a person to be able to tell what's a Club Sport, except fact that lack, lacking sunroof would be a mm. the first telltale sign there's uh we have someone in the region in the uh, baltimore area who owns one and i saw it at a cars and coffee mm-hmm. <clears throat> before i knew i met him what caught my attention was
2: uh he had the cs on the fender i believe this car yeah. does have that decal on the fender I, don't, I just don't think you can see it in this photo yeah i on, thought it, i read where it's, it, on, it didn't it's on the left have, side okay yeah you can see it right there yeah
1: that's the only thing that uh, told me that, uh either this guy made a tribute or it was a real club sport but they don't really stand out oh
0: maybe it doesn't i was gonna oh. say
1: i thought i read in the description oh, that it, it didn't have deleted de- okay it was
0: deleted yeah um to the untrained eye they might walk right by this car what color do you see it as manny because uh, like for those champagne. of you that don't know he's colorblind <laughs> so to us that is a green but to you that does that champagne look tan colored champagne yellowish
1: color. yeah. um I've never seen a club sport in that color before, not say European. Well, this car, one's painted like. sample,
2: yeah. It's a yeah. rest of the world car. Yeah. You can see the side reflector on it, but mm-hmm. uh, it was a PTS car. So, I mean, it's it's rare upon rare. It's a club wow. sport.
1: It was a car that didn't have a huge horsepower bump. It had like, a basically a different chip, I think, than the uh, stock one. And that's what hurt it in the US in sales because it just didn't justify uh, the jump. What's the, the estimate on that too.
2: car, Rob? it is 400 to five hundred thousand dollars, which honestly i haven't seen a three two career club sports sell publicly anywhere in a long time so you know i think four to five hundred yeah there's a lot I of options when they were like a
0: hundred thousand <laughs> and i thought you got yeah. to be crazy wow i mean but if you want something rare that is about as rare as you yeah can. that's almost a very uh someone who
1: this is a, like I said, it's not a car that people are going to recognize right away. It's not like an RS or a, it's a very subtle car to understand what it, a club sport is. And to
2: most people, it looks like you've got a, you know, a paint-to-sample, 3-2 career or a 3-2 career in an unusual color.
0: No one would put a 400, 500. The, the normal person would never right. put a 400 to 500 thousand.
2: Right. And it depends on what kind car. of
1: options it has because, obviously, the le- some options are desirable, some are not, like. Uh, power windows are not desirable on the, on the uh, I would think on a club sport because you want to go lightweight. Mm-hmm. The suspension uh, options, the uh, limited slip options—that's all options you want, you know, performance related. Um, mm. uh,
0: this next one, I uh, actually was talking with my buddy locally who has a lot of cars, but he does not have a nine twenty eight. And this black GTS is quite the looker.
2: this a one is actually car. not black? It's, it's oh, it's a a dark midnight blue. blue. Right yeah, yeah midnight with, blue. Yeah, better. Yeah. Oh, and it's got like I don't know, like 16,000 miles on it. Wow, that's the one. To so, buy. this is the one to buy if you want a museum quality example of you know the last and and arguably greatest you know of the transaxle cars. I mean, this is this is it. What's uh, this
0: one estimating at
2: 250 to 275. I saw that. Whoa. that is oh. eye popping. I mean, that is probably going to be world record money for any 928 i would assume i, I don't well, i can't remember seeing no, because any
0: because you have to factor in risky business so uh, All right. other, any non risky <laughs> business 928 and what's the, the, what's it, the yeah. miles on it
2: 16000
0: so it's not really
1: um collectors i think would want sub 5000 mile 16000 is uh yeah i
2: mean it it's that's it's like not a, that's freakishly... like a 24 year old gymnast <laughs> it's not competitive anymore. <laughs> <Manny>. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you don't have to worry about throwing a dollar bill out the window with every click of the odometer. It, it's 16,000 miles. Gorgeous. You could, you know, you could put 10,000 miles in the car and, and not.
0: Isn't it true, though, that um you have to be very, obviously, very careful with a muse- museum piece like this, but especially the rear quarters, I heard, like, parts for this car is hard to come oh, by. I can't Cause imagine this very unique it's not for this fenders are not similar yeah. to a standard no. g928 uh, and other things um but man look at how beautiful that car is that yeah. is the the I guess the swan
1: song final I'd I love to see how the 928 community thinks of of this because I've always heard that the GT is actually more desirable from a driver's point of view I know the GTS is the best Because it's the last, it's the highest horsepower, but talking to some people from Porsche, I was surprised when they said, uh, the one you want to look for is a GT. Yeah. Which was a 90, maybe 91. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's the middle car between the, what, the S4 and the GTS, but yeah, I don't know. I just from a a stance and an appearance standpoint, I love the flared rear fenders on this car. I'm surprised it took them, you know, until the GTS to do that to the car.
0: So that shifter is that the normal height for a shifter? It almost looks like a short shifter.
2: Uh, yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah, good. it looks right to me. Looks right to you? Yeah. Well,
0: almost like a 944-ish. Yeah. yeah.
2: Man, gorgeous car. But anyway, this is that is a that's a healthy pre sale estimate. And who's who has that car? Uh, this is RM Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Yeah.
0: So the next couple of cars, um, our listeners may not have heard of this group. Uh, it's an auction
2: house called Broad Arrow Auctions. They are new this year. This is their first big sale, but the, the principals are not by any means new to the, the uh, high-end you know, catalog sale business. Um, uh, most of them uh, came over from uh, Sotheby's mm-hmm. and uh, founded this company recently. So they're all people that if you've been around the auction world, they're all very familiar, very experienced people that, that you'll absolutely know.
0: So this next car is also to me a swan song. This uh, swan song car of the 997 mm-hmm. GT3 RS, and this is the mighty four liter. Oh, this is like the goat of RSs. Oh, right. my Goodness.
2: And I'm gonna go out on a limb here. This this car has a pre-sale estimate of 600 to 650 thousand dollars. That strikes me as pretty conservative. I. Think that this is this is a car that is destined to be, you know, maybe not next week, but this car is destined to be a million dollar car at some point. I think in the in the relatively near future.
1: I think most serious collectors or people who are building collections, mm-hmm. much like they're told, you have to have a seventy three RS. Yeah. Also told you have to have a four point oh nine nine seven uh, GT three. Yeah. RS. Yeah. So I think uh, for anyone who's building a collection, this is the. Uh, just the one to get.
2: Yeah, if you buy this car for six hundred to six hundred and fifty thousand dollars next week, it's going to look very well bought. I think and, fairly soon.
0: And I know we shouldn't do this, but what was what was that car retail when it first came out? Like two fifty? No,
2: no, one eighty maybe. 180, so, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yep.
1: Yeah. But you couldn't get them. I mean, it was. I remember the, the run was. uh oh. it, it was.
0: Uh, everyone wanted one as soon as it came out, yeah. but it was uh, almost impossible to get. How fortunate are we in this Porsche world that these cars, after so many years, are garnering the prices
2: it's that they are? It's not even after so many years. It's after 11 years. I know I, mean, I know, I know, You know, this used to be just a used car back, you know, uh, 10 years ago. I mean, you know, look at what happens with... Um, you know, like slant nose nine thirty Turbo S's. Those cars depreciated into so, so them. this one didn't
1: really have a though. No, this car never like depreciated from the gate. Right, God.
2: exactly, and yeah. that's kind of the new phenomenon with with these very special kind of car, late internal combustion era cars. People so, realize. So speaking
0: of that, let me let me veer off on an exit real quick here. Yeah, and you know, with electric cars coming to the market and more of them become, you know, the norm, will these ice vehicles be even more sought after or will they people in the future be repulsed by things that you know burn gas
2: no i don't think so i mean people aren't repulsed by vinyl records they're not repulsed by stereo amplifiers with tubes or mechanical watches i mean there's always going to be i think this fascination with with analog technology i mean i did a piece in the new york times not long ago about this and i really do think that you know, that this phenomenon is here to stay the, the last and the best of the cars the, the the ice era, I think are always going to be sought after. Alright,
0: so let me take take go a little bit deeper into the exit, because this this one was personal for me this weekend, where um, within 24 hours, my local community had like a town meeting about loud cars in our area, there was something like, you know, uh, River Hill is not a racetrack, like that was the meeting. And they gave gave us less than 24 hours notice that this was happening and I couldn't go and I really wanted to, but I could tell, you know, the tone of it was, you know, loud cars are in, uh, in our neighborhoods racing, like it's blah, blah, blah. Trust me. I, I hate the people that leave their car in first gear, second gear and drive through the neighborhood with their, with their mufflers wide open or lack thereof, but like these people almost like seem like they were out there with pitchforks and saying you know well yes they they all gather at so and so and then they take off and race home and i'm like you can't lump us all together but that's what i'm worried about like i'm worried about people and ice cars that are in electric cars and quiet and serene and da 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 like they're gonna come after us because
2: we're enthusiasts well i think that there have always been loud mufflers. You know, people have always put glass packs on whatever. This is not a new thing. I think that it takes on with, you know, things like next door and things like that where people can get their, their temperatures up a little bit higher. They can commiserate, you know, I think those things kind but, of... But what there wasn't before, or at least wasn't very popular, was the cars and coffee gatherings.
1: There'd be, like, organized car shows. There would be an organizer... And someone you could hold responsible for. Right. But nowadays, it's just like, hey, we're getting together at such and such place. Yeah, pop-ups. And, 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 and they're sitting there, and, uh, you know, they're sitting there revving their engines. I can see where right. they're pissing yeah. people.
2: And, and I can, too. And there's always some, there's always going to be a baseline level of dumbassery at, yeah. at, you know, cars and coffee or gatherings like that. It's usually the Mopar people, not to <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so, call anyone so not out. Not to go but, too far, but yeah. the,
0: the whole reason why this popped up is because somebody in... A, a car was doing donuts at our local high school and also there are groups that in Maryland they've um, they kinda come to an intersection and then they block off all four That's like going boys. around the country not yeah and, and yeah just not just in Maryland so it's, get, it's all getting lumped together which makes me fearful and you know I hate those people as well that are blocking intersections and doing unsafe things I hate people that are doing donuts on, on private property like I hate all that too but don't lump enthusiasts with that just because you know, I want to make my car a performance car. Or I like a better exhaust. Like, don't lump me in with, you
2: know, these hooligans, so to speak—the people who ensure that we can't have nice things. Yeah. So, anyways, sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about let's let's talk let's about a super loud car that at least isn't street legal. No, <laughs> Manny. no,
0: no, no. This this next car I think is also this is a, a this is also a broad arrow car, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this is like King Kong at the track. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 But this is interesting. So this is
1: only. A track car this was right. never street legal right so it, to me it's interesting because it's a car that doesn't really have history other than uh, i think jeff short running it up uh pike's peak right it's never raced in a series it's you know it's not like a uh a gt3r that uh, porsche races and there's one Mans, daytona um this is a car they came out with i think they were hoping to have a series but, uh, you know, once again, we laughed because we said collectors are going to buy this. and There's no way they're going to race them. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So it's, um, it's a very peculiar car. I thought to myself, uh,
0: who would buy this car? So this is, a, this is a GT2 RS Club Sport. So engine and transmission is just like the standard, quote, unquote, standard GT2, um, but obviously suspension lack of interior carbon fiber bits this is a a dedicated track car
2: right but under the skin and, and manny you can talk more about this this is actually very similar to the the 935 right
1: well yeah they based the 935 yeah. on this car yeah the modern day and the 935 the modern 935 isn't street legal
2: either yeah yeah
1: and that also uh but that was a whole different body a very attractive body and you know they really uh pushed the whole uh uh, relationship to the original 935s but that also didn't become a series and once again other than Jeff Schwart and uh, I think Cam Ingram I might have driven one I'm not sure up uh, Pikes Peak I never really saw it in competition okay. to sum
2: this up though you've got a very expensive car with limited usability and a probably fairly limited market so um, how many people are taking them
0: to the track yeah yeah and what's the, what's the uh, pr- prediction on this car 500 to 550 that almost seems like a bargain
2: it does to me too that's one of the reasons why I I picked this car yeah
0: factory-built race car right huh so all right. the next car Manny and I have felt has always was always destined to become the future RS because we were at DE's when this car a lot of these cars were on track and in fact um, well not to scare people about DE's but uh, this car is not forgiving, and we've been at DE's where we've seen uh, this car uh, bite their owners in the hand because they uh, they couldn't handle it. I mean, this car has no ninnies. It is loud and ruckus. It's it's a great drive.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it came out, people were, who were buying them seemed to be coming from uh, either Boxster's or Turbos or regular 996s with PSM. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And suddenly they were put in a car with a lot more horsepower uh, with no nannies to yeah, save them Yeah, please at save all. me. I don't yeah, think so. No. And um, there was a, a lot of incidents on the track people ran out of talent. And so this car required, uh, you know, a driving skill. And uh, much like the Career RS, um, you know, uh, some people may say, well, the GT3 RS is closer to the Career RS. And that can be argued uh uh, because if you if you know about the Core RS, it wasn't a huge departure from the S. Um, uh, where this I think the GT3 RS version of this GT3 996 GT3 was a pretty uh, big step up in the regular GT3. But yeah, for a long time, this, these cars languished. They, right. Know.
2: Well, let's talk about how smart we all are because we all bought one of these back when they were forty five, fifty, and sixty thousand dollars. Right? Did he just say we? <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, none have... of us, none of us bought
1: one. <laughs> if I had the means at the yes. time, I would have bought one. Of no, these he's.
0: In a he, I mean, I'll, I'll vouch for Manny. He has said this all along. He has said this all along when they first came out to yeah. when they started dropping in price. He's like, if I could, this is a car I would get because I know it's going to be a future RS. Oh, that because you know, it reminded me of the ter- original
1: 930s because so many people were wrecking these cars. Yeah, and I thought I used to joke. I said, uh, "You can find one unwrecked, that'll be the unicorn." Because um, unwrecked I, or untracked, I don't mind if it's tracked. Yeah, uh, but the wrecking part, you know, yeah. hitting tire walls, uh, just because people once again didn't realize that this was essentially a cup car. This is back when they were still taking cup cars off the line uh, before they put the interior in. And turning them into cup cars. So, it
0: was- so, so my car is a, a clone to this. Uh, although this is a Mark II body kit, mine's a Mark I. Um, I can tell you because I've driven uh, one of our past presidents, Kurt Gibson's. You know, he had a 996 GT3, and I was like, man, how different can that car really be from my car? <laughs> and I have a 99 C2. Um, and I can tell you it's a world of difference. It's almost like comparing a cruiser bike to a sport bike. Yeah. Like it was just, you know, the RPMs is a point and shoot. And it's just like, you can't drive that thing slow. Like you just want to drive fast all the time. Yeah. Is it the most comfortable? Who cares? Because it's fast and it's precise. It's like a scalpel. Um, what an amazing car. Even
1: now. this is a Mark II. This is the 996 GT3, uh, They came to the U.S. with the first one, and that really started um, confusing people as to what was the top dog. Was it the turbo or was it the GT3? And we we talk about that uh, a lot uh, where people who buy GT3s but are used to uh, turbos or GTS uh, 911s, and suddenly they're shocked at uh, how a GT3 rides and how firm it is. It's just not like as smooth as the previous cars, and that's, you know, a lot of that is because it's a motorsports
0: car. Right, and you're gotta right. you gotta give up some uh, of the comfort. Yeah, because there's a lot of buyers out there that want the best, and yeah. they hear about GT3 and they think that's the best. Well, I'd but give uh, up
2: a major body part for this car. So
0: yeah, but you know, people, you know, some people that are buying these things don't think of about how, as Manny said, this thing doesn't ride like a turbo. It does you know, and it's also you hear the differential and you know, a wheel picks up when you go down a curve. I mean it it's it's hardcore. And it,
2: it is. I mean I just drove the the R S version of this car in Europe about a month and a half ago.
0: Did he just rub that in our face? I think he did. And uh, yeah, uh, I felt I felt like he rubbed that in our face. <laughs> <laughs> I rode in the Honda Fit. <laughs> uh, which is also
2: lowered and a very nice suspension on it, might add. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, and and it, it absolutely was Stiff. Did I find it to be uh, intolerable? No, but the roads there were absolutely and, and how long was your drive? Hour so, on, yeah. on on very very nice roads. Yes. I, I will, I'll I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, the only thing, and we I, for some reason we didn't know that this guy's actually for sale at Bonhams. Uh, we left that off in the article. We'll add that. But the only thing that's missing here for me. If I'm gonna own one of these cars, it needs to be speed yellow or maybe guards red or something like that. A black, um, you know. uh it, frankly, it looks like out. your car. boo.
0: I know, I know. And you know, trust me, if I had the the chance of another color in my car, I love my car, and when it's clean, I love it. Oh, I don't, I don't but, dislike the but, black, but but, you but you know, I would love to have a brighter
2: color. So yeah, like yeah. If you're or, gonna drive a GT car, and what
1: this car did, which I, and I find it's interesting, is no one ever talked about the headlights. You know, it's the
0: same headlights in a nine nine six, but somehow it got a pass. Uh, well, but they they say GT3. it's the the dot two headlights as as opposed to the original fried egg headlights. But so that's interesting. That trunk right there, um, it's not a C four, but it has a C four chassis. Yeah, I believe they use a C four chassis yeah. or at least brake system. Yeah, because my my interior. I think they have. use a C four chassis. I think I think you're right. Very cool. All right, this uh, next group here, which I was. Uh, you've seen them uh, mention this quite a bit lately, our, our friends at Meekum have a pretty special RS. And if you haven't seen that, uh, not only is it in RS, but it's Paul Walker 73 RS. RS,
2: right? Yeah, and you're absolutely if you're the buyer in this car, you're absolutely buying it for the Paul Walker uh, connection, yeah. not, you know, not to buy perfectly authentic uh, 27 touring because there are some personalized touches to this car that that you know, Manny and I talked about earlier, you know, that aren't necessarily, you know, Concord correct, but we're done to, to you know, because that's what he, he liked wanted. It. Yeah, exactly. he liked it. Yeah. And, and frankly, I like it. I think the car looks great.
0: So how many miles are on this one? What's actually let's go back to uh, sorry, before you what was the estimate on the uh, the GT3, the 996 GT3? Oh, 150 to 180. 150 to 180 80, yeah Man, we could have had those back like 40 something
2: well for yeah 40 for a pretty heavily tracked car but nice yep. cars two years ago were 65 grand man okay yeah, anyways i know so it's what's crazy. the estimate on this uh 27 uh it's a million to a million 250 which is kind of Ooh. what the estimate would be if this were a lightweight but ah. this is a touring so essentially i think what the auction company is banking on and and i think uh Uh, not unjustified is that the Paul Walker connection is basically going to elevate uh, a touring to the price of a lightweight.
1: Mm. It'll be interesting to see what the uh, Paul Walker tax is on this
2: Yeah, because
1: it's uh, not a correct RS with some of the trim bits. Right. I
2: mean, I think Paul wanted, you know, Paul had a touring and he wanted a lightweight. I mean, it's got the, um, uh, the lightweight, the fiberglass rear bumpers, the deco trim from the bumpers isn't there. I'm trying to figure out if these are 7s and 8s or 8s and 9s, but, I mean, the the wheels are wider than than they would otherwise be on a Touring. I don't know. What else, Manny, did you notice?
1: Well, the wheels, I don't believe, are correct. Yeah. It's more like RSR wheels. Um, yeah. Well, I RSR
2: finish, but, I mean, yeah, they look great. width-wise, they look great. You know, it's what I would do if it were my car. And I think, you know. I
1: think- It'd be a great driver car. Yeah. You wouldn't you know, have to worry about... Uh, it being correct,
2: yeah. The seats but, have Pepita inserts. I mean, it's a stunningly good looking car. You don't see many in yellow, yeah.
0: And was it, do you think it was originally yellow?
2: It, it was actually yellow. I, I I learned this on the that RS drive, uh, light yellow, uh, hellgelb or whatever the, the the German name for the color was, was actually the third most common two seven RS color. Wow. So yeah, I'm imagining white had to be the most. Popular. Yeah, white with you blue, know white probably. blue white with. Blue, white with red whatever so this but, was yeah. also a second
1: series car meaning you know the first 500 then the second 500 and then the remaining yeah you know? this
2: is number 990 or 991 right. or something so yeah it's second series car but it's it's stunningly beautiful celebrity ownership is always kind of tricky with values i kind of tend to think that if the celebrity in question is a deceased and b has a very firm incredible connection to to you know the the motorsports world uh then you know they do better like steve mcqueen cars you know paul walker you know if it were you know frank sinatra's car you know or john lennon's car or something like that not so much because right. these people really you know weren't known to be car people right right you
1: would so want a frank sinatra 50s cadillac wouldn't you
2: no doubt convertible absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, but this is it's a it's a gorgeous car it's going to be really interesting i mean this could turn out to be a very conservative pre-sale estimate you know there's just you know the 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 paul walker mystique uh there's there's no telling what that who, will... who,
1: who's consigning this one this is mecham, mecham. mecham. yeah okay. so
2: this car's actually going to be sold in the afternoon i think they're the the only uh daytime sale and it'll um, be on tv i'm sure they're going oh yeah is, oh yeah yeah, yeah Bonhams, i think sells during the day but Meekum has got like what, like three days or four days and
0: Meekum is right next to Works Reunion,
2: right at the so, Hyatt at the Hyatt. Yeah. All
0: right. So before I thought what we might do is um, share with folks what our schedule is going to be like at Monterey car week. But before we get into that, I would love it if uh, our listeners would one, give us a like, of course, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And if you have a minute or two, drop us a note, drop us a comment. We love getting comments from our listeners. So do that. Um, So where are we going to be during Monterey car week? let's uh, I will I think I get there first, right? So I land uh, on Tuesday. And then I'll be judging at the Pacific uh, Grove car show. I'll be doing the same thing. You'll be there with me? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then on Wednesday, we're hoping to head over to the Zentrum. Manny, you want to share with folks what Zentrum is and
1: well, we hope to do a video explaining what the centrum is. It's basically like Porsche's headquarters uh, for the week at Monterey. It's a um, I'm not going to say it's a mini dealership, but it it looks like that. It looks it's a temporary building that looks like it's permanent. It's pretty impressive, and um, they're going to have a speaker series. That they've advertised. They haven't yeah. said what speakers, but uh, I signed up to get the updates on it. So hopefully we can get access early and show our members, you know what who who. Can't make it out to Monterey, but they have the Zentrum every year. Yeah. What a Zentrum looks like uh, at the headquarters. does just
2: little, it, it's like German for center, like Porsche center, I think. It sounds like a, like a, you know, alien planet from a bad sci-fi movie. But it's,
0: it's at the barn yeah. and Porsche rolls out the red carpet and brings out tons of cool stuff. Yep. I think it will have an art flair it, to it. There's a color, color theme. theme that's going on. Yeah, it should be. So if we are able cool. to, we will record it and share with all of you all.
1: Otherwise, we'll sneak in and do it.
0: Right. <laughs> we usually go through the back door, <laughs> carrying a carrying a tray of food. <laughs> Would you like an appetizer, yeah, sir? Like to along there. <laughs> but for I think what I'm really a excited, what
1: I'm really excited about on Wednesday is to get down there. Hopefully, we can get to the Quail uh, and get a look at the GT3 RS that's debuting. That uh, I think that's if you uh, subscribe to eBreak eBreak News, uh, PCA's a uh, weekly newsletter that comes out on uh, Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings. Um, You'll see uh, it's one of the top stories, of the link. If you're not at Monterey, you can watch from home as they debut this new GT3 RS. So. And
0: all of it's wing. It's
1: all about the wing. The wing and the arrow. It's, yeah. It has some interesting wing. arrow bits that uh, and, uh, everyone's been, you know, we've been seeing spy shots of this car forever, so it's going to be cool to see uh, what, uh, what it actually is. And hopefully we can get that on Wednesday, uh, get a look at it.
0: And Rob will be previewing? some, cars, and, some of the cars that we actually just talked about
2: yeah and some that we didn't including mm-hmm. the sally carrera 992 the porsche exclusive sally carrera
1: do, you, cool. do they have an estimate for that yet
2: they don't uh, i think that is selling saturday at rm sotheby's our good friend jay ward i'm sure will yeah. be there very cool uh, looking forward to seeing that
1: but this is actually a drivable
2: car right yes this right.
1: isn't like yeah. the original sally Right. It's Sally Inspired.
2: Sally Inspired 992, you know, done with Porsche exclusive. Set for charity. Yep. Set for charity and apparently only available to a U.S. based buyer. Interesting. So, well, it's a U.S. spec car. Ah, okay.
0: All right. And then Thursday, we will be setting up at uh, Monterey Pines Golf Course, getting ready for Works Reunion on Fridays. Uh, Rob will still probably be doing the auction uh tour and then Friday we go right into a full day of works reunion. Hope to see many of you there. Then on Saturday I'm judging with Rob, I think yeah, Lemons. Concord Lemons. Concord de Lemons. Yeah. And uh Damon <laughs> will be the
1: shop before
0: you go there. Damon will be at Laguna. What's Damon doing at Laguna? He's is, uh, he's doing interviews or something like that. He's doing interviews. Okay. Yeah, and then Manny and I are also going later that day, heading over and uh, checking out Spike's car radio podcast. Spike's car radio, doing a live so. show
1: with uh, the whole crew, which is Seinfeld, Zuckerman, yeah. uh, Johnny Lieberman, and of course Spike. So, uh,
0: are you bringing a sharpie so Zuckerman can sign your forehead or something?
1: <laughs> I want I want to take a picture uh, of my face next to his face with the uh, sticker. Oh, I just the sticker. Want to, I just want to do stickers. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it'll be fun to see uh. Um, they do these forums, uh, which are usually paid. But you have to pay for them, but because of this, uh, because of COVID, they said uh, right now they're free. So oh. I got his tickets. They're sold out now. And uh, nice. That yeah, should be fun.
0: And then on Sunday we're doing something that uh, Manny gave us a tip onto, and we're going to stay. You want to talk Portland. about this? yeah
1: no, I mean it's. Uh, they have heavily. They have heavily, heavily it's advertised. It's Porsche Club
0: Insider Rob. Oh, but they're doing okay. a
1: hill climb at uh, Laguna Seco on Sunday. So, uh, originally, um, Lagoon announced there would be no r- historic racing on Sunday, so people wouldn't have to decide between the track and Pebble. But uh, uh, and I think Bruce Bruce was uh, behind Behind this. it all, yeah. Um, and they're doing a, a hill climb, which to me sounds so uber cool. Yeah. They're going to start from start finished backwards and run up the, corks the corkscrew yeah. i just see cars launching i mean i mean, I can't imagine the view that's gonna be nothing but blue yeah. sky as you're heading up there because it's such a steep downhill i'm hoping you land in the up. right
0: place yeah. I, don't, I don't know
1: my 914 would have enough power to make it all the way up to the uh yeah. to, the, to the top of the hill but the, the finish line will be at the uh the top of the corkscrew and unlike goodwood where they got to parade the cars back down after they've had several run up the hill um here because it's the track they can just keep on going oh just uh, go around counter race and go back to the pits without you know stopping the uh they need action. to backtrack yeah so i'm I looking Jeff, for yeah, it to they got 60 cars it. they said they're going to have from the Motorsport reunion on thursday friday and saturday they're going to stay over and run uh the, the uh, hill climb so i would love to see a 917 oh yeah uh go up that hill this
2: actually might be the coolest new addition to car week you know that i can remember and i think it's probably going to be about the 20th year that i've been and so, for those of you yeah. that are
0: wondering we will have microphones and camera and hopefully we'll be able to capture it and if we do of course we'll share it, it, it got you. my attention because we were originally leaving sunday
1: morning early because quite frankly the pebble beach concourse gotten very expensive yes 525 dollars that's for the uh peasant entrance <laughs> The
0: VIP stuff is like up to four thousand. What well, What was the best experience that you and I had watching Pebble? Do you remember that? We snuck. Well, well, no, well, we, we, no, we didn't sneak in. Well, we, we didn't actually. Did. Go, we didn't go in. No, but we, we, we just get, sat at the. We got entrance. to the parking
1: area by uh, alternative means. So we got uh, we, we get there really early when it's dark. And then <laughs> when the it, workers you, you when did, the
2: workers got there or the dawn patrol people. Yeah. No, so, we were before no, the Don. Oh yeah, wow! We were before, yeah.
1: And uh, if you if you act like you belong there, they just keep on letting you through. And we got all the way to the front parking. We parked,
0: which we and, don't recommend you to no, do. This. No, no, I don't think this you can do it. This a long now. This time is. ago, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: and um, we walked down behind the restaurant because we could see cars going down there. The service entrance yeah. yeah and we just uh, sat on the curb and we watched the entire field the go dom, by the dom patrol came to us <laughs>
2: yeah as they entered the because field because they
1: were run- you heard the cars running they would yeah. stop they would get their packet of information and a goodie bag and then on, on off they went so we sat there for like two hours yep then we uh when it was all done we went to the uh to the goodie uh, store to the souvenir store yeah we did not actually overpriced yes. hats and uh so it like was, the hotel, it was a very 11. limited
0: experience.
2: And uh, we actually had to catch a flight. So but yeah, kinda cool. now the pro tip for getting to to Pebble Beach on Sunday, now the parking is gotten so you know, the remote lots are so far and the shuttle buses and everything else. The parking garages in downtown Monterey across from the Portola Hotel are either free or very cheap on Sunday. Mm. Park there and just Uber over to to the Concord that is that's the way to do it. That's
0: a tip. That's a yeah. great tip.
2: All right, so we are,
0: ooh, we're running out of time, but we want to, we have like three news items. Let's get through that. Uh, let's talk about the latest in terms of the uh, control of Volkswagen and Porsche. What's what's up there?
1: Uh, basically, uh, you know, Jim alluded to this, uh, why um, Porsche is creating the IPO and how basically the family, the Porsche and Pieck families, just want control back of the company, which they didn't have with Volkswagen's ownership. And... Uh, I think it's good. It's uh, not really new news. It was in several articles, uh, but uh, it's uh, if you if you know about the families, you know, of course, you know that uh, they are very much involved. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, it's interesting because I tell my son who has uh, some Tesla stock. I go, they're completely opposite of Elon Musk. Elon's a very out there in front of everyone on Twitter constantly. I said, you never see anyone, Oliver Bloom on Twitter or doing anything controversial. It's very quiet. And even says in an article when they were reached for comment, they didn't want to make a comment. You know, it's just I guess the German way. Uh, but they ha- they exert a lot of control. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they want that control back. They probably lost when Wiedeking, uh tried to take over VW. So.
0: Alright, uh, the next one is oh, this is uh, a vehicle that I saw in their, their warehouse a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, sort of the Cayenne the, Murano, yeah, exactly the yeah. Cayenne Murano. We've talked about the Murano a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. Dude, um, I did see an Evoke. rule. <laughs>
1: I wonder if there was like a spy that was giving Nissan some uh, I know some right.
2: ideas.
0: Now, the, what what caught my eye, or the the point about that car was that was done in two thousand two, mm-hmm. right? And the Cayenne in the states came out as I think we had 03, 03 Cayennes, but most Cayennes here four, are four. Yeah. But to think that they had that, you know, it's got the turbo so, front end. So what it has
1: on it is, uh, is it's a two door. That's the mm-hmm. key thing. It's mm-hmm. not a four door, mm-hmm. a two door. But yet the rear flares were longer than on the Cayenne, and they had actually tail light treatments that were more um, like a Panamera than a Cayenne. And the roof itself, the planned roof was going to be like the uh, modern targa top, where it would have a you know soft section on top. And yeah. But this the uh, prototype. Uh, they showed to the world uh, in the article was um, never a mechanized top. It was just something that they had planned if it had gone. So um, the concept
2: had no roof at all. It was like a beach car or something. Or I, uh,
1: I think I read somewhere where it was all manual. Mm. But the fact that I haven't seen any pictures with the top on may say that, yeah, they didn't have it ready.
0: But then in the in the end, I think their actuaries figured out that there probably was not much demand for this These car. Insane people figured <laughs> out <laughs> But, hey, what a great, what a fun exercise. I mean, it it could have been. Uh, A car that we are anticipating is the uh, new 718 Boxster Spider RS. Will it be called an RS? That'll be the first uh,
1: convertible RS since, what, the uh, 718?
0: Mm. From the 50s? I think so.
1: I don't think there's been an uh, RS. There uh, hasn't, an open RS? Using the RS. And what are uh, they saying? This
0: thing will have like 500 horsepower?
1: I think it's basically, you know, like a Cayman GT4 RS. Yeah. But
0: <coughs> but if that's the case, then this car will only be, and I don't say only in, in, in a negative way, but it won't come in a manual. It'll be PDK only. It,
1: uh, it's interesting because the rooftop uh, is actually, the back of the roof extends further than on the regular 718 Spyder. Oh. now this is all um prototype pre-production so they may be part of the disguising that may be actually something production wise but it also mounts a different uh, uh if you look at the rear where the um let's call it the bikini top mounts right seems like it has a, an intake or something yeah there. It's, it has intake so it's oh. mounting differently
0: than on the regular 17 yep, yep, spider. Yep. oh that's wicked yeah, yeah. that uh-huh. is wicked yeah if you're not on the list <laughs> already We'll just have to wait to see, uh, you know, once it comes across. That'll the be shores. exciting to see uh, if that comes so, out. So we have and, a buddy that's anticipating, uh, hopefully, an allocation, and uh, you know, he's he would he would let go of his manual Spider that he has now, and some of us, you know, in our in our buddy group, is saying, "Man, do you really?" Like he has a GT2 RS. Does does he? which is PDK, and the the Spider that he has is a manual. And it might be one of the last great manuals do you give up the last great manual for another pdk car right even though the rs is going to be amazing Mm -hmm. man rough world yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right let's see what else have we're upcoming events we talked about uh works reunion of course sports car together day if you haven't uh, purchased your corral parking tickets Make sure you do that we still have parade laps available at indy and that's over labor day weekend just go to pca.org and all the details are it's there the best 25 you'll ever spend oh, my you gosh, just yes. need a
1: porsche to be able to participate but uh not many people can say they've driven the f1 course at indianapolis the normal tour takes you around the indy course but this is for the f1 course so it's uh yeah pretty special and i think if you spoke to anyone who did it last year yeah i'll tell you that uh, they would have paid a hundred dollars right. do
0: these uh, laps and and this year they actually align i think last year you could only do one day yeah this year if you want to do three days in the same car you can buy three days so that's pretty cool nice uh let's see unstock november 13th when's the date going to be announced and uh, that date you the, the location we will mention the location uh, at works reunion so right now it's just save the date for november 13th and at works reunion we'll let you know where it is it is in burbank uh, but we'll let you know the exact location and we i think we said earlier we did the site visit it's gonna be an amazing event recent videos we released the one mile review of me not driving uh, the 918 spider but still was an amazing experience and drew uh, took me for a ride and you know i thought it was a fun review uh some people are saying you know why don't you let boo drive and please remember we did this kind of you know off the cuff it was late uh on, late afternoon at parade and he wasn't planning to bring the car for a one-mile review and, and uh you know for let's say for insurance reasons we just wanted to make sure that uh you know we didn't get into trouble there so he drove it you know i was actually fine with it because he dipped into it whereas you know i don't know if i would have wanted to do that with a with the 918 Spyder I probably would have but um, I thought it was a fun review we, he has some other cool cars and uh, with more planning uh, I'm sure I'll be able to drive so don't give him too much grief that he didn't let me drive uh, it was a a joint decision there um, tech tactics live with Pirelli last week was also released as well as the uh, podcast 21 Um, with our representative from Pirelli if you haven't checked that out but last night I believe we dropped the video with Donald Osborne on Mm -hmm. the 911 R R versus the the GT3 GT3. very that's doing very well and again all of you notice a lot of content lately and I'll you know I'll say this a lot we're trying to get to that hundred thousand subscriber level on our YouTube channel so each and every one of you that are listening can help make a difference and and uh, just simply subscribe, it's free to do so. And it helps the club and it gets, you know, PCA out there and helps the algorithms of getting our content to those that are interested in Porsches. All right, let's see, we're at pretty much at the top of the hour. Am I missing anything else fellas?
1: No, I think uh, so the next podcast, uh, we'll talk about uh, um, Monterey Car Week works reunion, everything we saw So the, we'll recap. Have a lot of, the recap, yes. Yeah and then the following week we're going to have Rob back on uh I guess we'll be remotely to talk about what uh what he, what he saw from and what the, what the market is after the sales the aftermath you know, what, <laughs> is, it, uh, is it the implosion is it uh nothing at all to worry about you know are people still holding on to their cars it, it'll be interesting to see
0: uh which cars sold which ones didn't all right okay. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, what are you waiting for? Grab that VIN, go to pca.org and join. If you're looking for your Porsche, check out our test drive program. We'll help you find one. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos, videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Send us a message at podcast at pca.org. If you want, please comment on uh, the YouTube podcast video as well. Until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.